everyone. This is Jules, your host of the All Things I Assume podcast. Welcome to this week's episode. I had the absolute pleasure of chatting with Baura Haldorsdottir, an Icelandic whistleblower, artist, and disability activist. During our chat, we talked about a range of fascinating topics. The most notable topic is the Kloister scandal that happened in 2018 that shocked Iceland. Funny enough, that scandal happened around this time of the year in 2018. It involved politicians saying horrible things while drinking together in Kloister Bar in downtown Reykjavik. Baura happened to be in that same bar and recorded a lot of what these Icelandic politicians were saying. During the interview, she goes into why it was important for her to record this conversation and share it with the country. She also goes into detail about how this scandal has affected her life, especially since she lives day-to-day with an autoimmune disease. And of course, stress can bring on all sorts of detrimental health effects. So our whole conversation was just really interesting and eye-opening for me. I think scandals in particular, like this one, provide insight into the country that is not often seen or heard unless you live here and actually engage with people around the topic. Also, I'm glad that Baura was interested in sharing her experience as a whistleblower and disabled person in Iceland because these identities are seemingly at odds. A whistleblower that identifies himself or is outed by somebody else is thrust into the limelight. They have pretty much all eyes on them and people asking lots of questions and probing and things like that. Whereas a disabled person, a lot of the time, is ignored and is often made to feel as if they're on the fringe of society. So Baura can speak from both of those perspectives and shines light on, of course, not only how this affected her, but how the community of people who are disabled are having to live day to day feeling like they are not fully accepted as parts of society or that there's a lot of judgment around how they live and how they contribute to society. And just a word of caution to everyone that there are times when vulgar language is being used, especially when Baura talks about what the MPs were saying in the bar. So if you want to wear headphones, if you have little ones around, don't want them to hear that, just letting you know in advance. Also, Baura and I met a little while ago in person to do this interview, and we're both wearing masks. At some point, Baura has to change her masks, actually a couple of times, and so you might hear that her voice sounds a little muffled. But overall, when I was listening to it, it didn't really affect me being able to hear her, and hopefully it's the same for you. Before I jump into the interview, though, I have an awesome announcement that I'd like to share that I think many of you would be interested in hearing. This coming Friday, December 4th, I'm hosting a free virtual launch of the book, The Viking Immigrants, Icelandic North Americans by L.K. Bertram. And you might remember that I, and if you've listened to that episode, you might know that I've interviewed L.K. Bertram about not only the book, but just a lot of the research that she has done. And the book examines the multi-sensory side of Icelanders that migrated to North America between 1870 and 1940. I've been reading the book, and even though it is historical text, 
L.K. writes it in a way that is really entertaining, at least for me. The book kind of takes you back in the past through rare photographs, interviews, artifacts, and early recipes. By revealing the hidden histories behind everyday traditions, the Viking immigrants maps the transformation of Icelandic North American culture over a century and a half. Just to give you a little tidbit about it, reading how Icelanders were not equipped for Canadian winters when they first arrived, how they retreated after migrating, the complex relationships that developed with Canadian natives, and so on, has definitely fascinated me to no end. There's even a part in the book that, when I read it out loud to Gunnar, his jaw dropped, and it specifically has to do with an Icelander named Olaf. So this is definitely one of those things that, of course, if you're interested in Iceland, but we're not aware of this Iceland-North American connection, this book might pique your interest, and I recommend it. The guest of honor at the book launch is the First Lady of Iceland, Eliza Reed. You will be able to hear her speak with LK and will be able to submit questions for them during the virtual launch. The other added bonus is that attendees to the book launch on December 4th, and it's happening at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, so 5 o'clock, 5 p.m. in Iceland, will be entered to win a copy of the book. There will be several copies given away, so there's a good chance of winning one. The link to register for the free virtual book launch is in the show notes of this episode. And I hope to see you there. Lastly, I'd like to congratulate the winners of the All Things Iceland box giveaway. So if you heard the last episode, the All Things Iceland box, which is still on sale, and you can decide to get that if you like for the holidays with free fast shipping until December 15th. I'll have a link to that in the show notes. But the people who won... The autographed copy of Alta Sigmundsdottir's book was Catherine. So congratulations, Catherine. And as well as the Icelandic Lopapesa was won by Jeremy. So congrats to those winners. And it, it was really fun to do this giveaway. And I'm also really happy that so many people have been excited and overjoyed about getting their box. I am surprised as well the box came so quickly within a couple of days for many people. So this is a great gift for yourself or anyone else, might be a loved one that wants a taste of Iceland this holiday season. Okay, now let's jump into the interview with Baura. Baura. <laughs> Thank you for joining me today. I'm excited to have you here. Thank you. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. And we have a lot to talk about. Oh, yeah. So you're a quite busy person, but your life changed in 2018 in a very major way. Yeah. Near the end of it. I think it was November. Is that right? Mm, yeah. Uh, the event was on the 20th of November, which like very weirdly is the Trans People Day of Remembrance. Mm. Uh, but anyway, and uh, but the life-changing part of it was like a week later. Okay, so let's go no, back two, two weeks. Two later. weeks later. Okay, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it unfolded at least in yeah, this time yeah, period. Yeah. Yeah. So let's go back to that. Mm -hmm. And could you walk me through what was going through your mind when you were in Cloister Bar? Mm -hmm. And. You overheard these MPs, because this, like in Iceland, everybody knows the politicians mm -hmm. quite well, meaning by face and, and things like that. And yeah. you overheard them 
making such awful comments about their colleagues. Yeah, the thing was, uh, I've, you know, I've often said I would love to be hypnotized to know exactly the beginning of this mm. because it kind of just happened and then I started thinking about it. Yeah, okay. And uh, because I remember somebody saying quite loudly like, oh man, I thought she was never going to be done at the podium, blah, 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 or something like that. Yeah. And and that's when, uh, you know, very, very quickly after that, I, I started recording, I think. But I, I actually started by going to the bathroom because I had to go quite Badly. desperately. Yeah. <laughs> okay. so, Good move. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, uh, the light bulb was, pro was broken, which is a tiny, tiny thing, but it was a very funny thing, though. And uh, so... Yeah, I just started recording. First, it was like, oh my God, I gotta let my, you know, wife hear some of that. Yeah. Because, uh, yeah, I knew who one of them was. Okay. I kind of recognized the fa uh, the hair of one of them. <laughs> and I had no idea who the rest of them were. Okay, because I'm, in I'm incredibly bad at knowing who people are. Okay. You know, I've, uh, I have, you know, very, I have had moments where I have sat next to people that everybody is supposed to know. And I just don't under, I don't get it. Yeah. You know, it's just my head isn't very good at it. And, uh, but I knew, <laughs> I mean, you can't like avoid knowing who Sim, uh, Sim is, <laughs> Sim, Sim is because, um, <sighs> He's controversial. Does that help? <laughs> he's loud and obnoxious. Sorry. Uh, now he's just like everything that I don't like about politi politics, mm. kind of. That's kind of the thing. And uh, I feel he, he's one of those, you know, I'll just bully my way, th way, way to wherever I'm going. I'll just keep on shouting until everybody thinks I've, I'm right. Mm -hmm. And then things will just go on from there. Um, well, yeah, and I, as I said, I started recording just like, oh my God, nobody's going to believe this is, this happened. So I'm yeah. going to let my wife hear a few, few minutes of this. And then it just kept on going. And I was like, uh, that's kind of like too much. And I'm, and just, so I just kept recording and, you know, it just kept getting worse yeah i mean what were the kinds of things that they were saying I mean, you don't have to say the most vulgar, uh, well but... yeah I, I don't i you know everybody knows it anyway yeah. but there was well, people who listen to this podcast might have not heard of it just fyi okay so you just link them to the very rude article about it okay <laughs> or or or, or should I, yeah should i be pc about what they were you don't have to be about. pc you can be as full-on as you want uh I think it's really, really easy to uh, sum it up in one of the sentences that were said. Um, so they went from, you know, making fun of a, a, a disabled MP, a, a, a former disabled, former MP who was disabled, and and a woman. Then they went on to. Uh, talking about how this and that woman was a Me Too risk, mm. as in, you know, they would, like, falsely accuse them of, of Me Tooing. What? You know, you know, you know, they, you know, 
And then they said, but you know, and the, but this one, she just threw 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 herself at me, and, and she actually almost. I mean, I felt she was gonna you know rape me or something. What? And that woman actually, I know, has gone through a really really hard time after all all of this, and uh, because just you know people around her saying these things and yeah. She, so she she went through a hard time. Yeah, she she. Th- didn't want to talk about it, and uh, I've met her. And every time this things thing comes up, I kind of like. It's one of the few things when people say, "Do you do you regret doing this?" Mm. It's like there's like two things or three that come to mind. That one of them is uh, when I've thought about how it was for her to have that kind of talk about her mm-hmm. and uh, then there's the thing that happened like la- later the thing with the uh, with the nude pictures I'll tell you about that later oh wow okay that's another story yeah uh, and then you know when I realized like a, little, a lot later you know I was like I can do this no problem blah, 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 and I knew I would be sick uh, because I, I have a chronic illness yeah and it's aggravated. Uh, well, one of the, one of the three things that aggravates it uh, at the t- at the top. Uh, there's like three top things, and the third thing is stress. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I feel like that for most people, like stress is already bad. But then when you have a chronic illness, That's it's just, just like yeah, yeah. it's and like it's triggering, just like activated, uh, yeah. activated by this. And so, uh, but anyway, so I mean. I knew that I would get sick. Mm. I didn't care. This was, you know, totally worth getting sick over. But what I didn't realize uh, until a lot, lot later was that it, uh, how much stress it was for my wife. Mm. So I kind of like, you know, uh, I feel a bit, you know, I, you know, it took me some time to kind of realize because she's a quiet person, <laughs> and she just, you know, would. Uh, she wouldn't say anything. She mm. just—it's just like things are. Yeah. But yeah, we were in the middle of this, and what? But you know, they—they, they, you know, they took out. Uh, you know, let's make fun of disabled people. Talk about how we don't want people. People, people are just trying to get them into every still. You know, every port, everywhere, and you know. You know, so, we we are not gonna have like disabled people in all governments everywhere wow. kind of thing, you know, because they're less people, you know, they're not not real people. According to these individuals, yeah. And that was and, the thing is that like there was this consensus around the table, like no one was saying like no, that's not right to say. The or... funny thing is, there's like one point where the only woman at the table says something, mm-hmm. and uh, then like. The next sentence that's said is one of the guys going, like, ah, we're, you know, we're just having a little fun. Don't spoil it. Mm, don't spoil it? Yeah, and she and she just, like, jumps back in queue. And she's also the only one that showed any kind of, like, inkling of, uh, like, the first interviews with her were like, yeah, I might have to think about this. And then, you know... The day after she was back in line with mm. the party party line, so but it it was kind of like, and they're all from the same party. 
Uh, no, that, that's the thing. They, they actually met there because uh, there were two of them that weren't in the party in Midflokkerin, which is uh, where Simi is. Mm-hmm. And Simi and the others were trying to persuade them to come over to their mm. party. Anyway, so they make fun of that. They, and then they threw in one gay joke, because you have to have a gay joke when you're being an idiot. Yeah. And then they were like, you know, saying... I mean, the other guys come from a party where there is a dis- disabled woman who is the head of the party. Mm-hmm. And basically, the one of them said, you know... She's a who run the click with Kunta, which means uh, you know rapidly falling. <laughs> no, I mean who run was just like you know tr- rumbling crazy cunt mm. would be a direct uh, uh, <laughs> interpretation of that. Yeah. And uh, and now comes the point when I say that wasn't the worst thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But what, uh, and I mean, and they were talking about, you know, this this woman, she's not going to be elected next. She's like falling in quality because she's not as young anymore. And there was just all sorts of like fucking mm. weird things. Uh, excuse my no, language. Okay. Okay. <laughs> you know, uh, I, I worked with sailors in, in my teen years <laughs> and I've never gotten it out. And, but the... The thing that kind of sums this up is when one of the guys said about one of the women in in Parliament, uh, he said, what are you saying is, uh, ah, there's, there at last is a, uh, is a, is a, you know how you talk about you know piece slabs of meat. Mm-hmm. The word in Iceland is is you know there's a word in Iceland. They were talking. You know, there's a slab slab of female meat that that my fits my dick. Ah yes. Oh okay, great. <laughs> and that's one of the worst things that yeah. they said. And I just love love the fact that I'm, I'm telling you all of this, and I could have stopped at any point, yeah. and you would th- would would have thought, oh my god, that's the worst thing. Yeah, wow, <laughs> you know. <laughs> anyway, they they and first of all, I mean, it's no excuse that they were drinking, but they definitely, I feel like, in inhibitions probably were a lot lowered, and they also yeah, they were not thinking drunk, about their environment either. No, first of all, they weren't drinking that much at first. Okay. But, you know, drinks were being brought to the table. Um, So, I mean, some of the things that were a little bit later were maybe a little bit less inhabited. Yeah. But, yes, there were other people in the bar. There was a staff person, and I was in the same area they were in. Mm -hmm. And the length between me and them, I'm not that good at, like, guessing lengths. But if I had, if I was sitting here, is that a dining room table? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Were you farther than what you are from me right now? Yeah. No, they would have been there. Okay, so let's just say maybe like three or four feet from you. Yeah. 
we're talking we're t- talking uh, in between us so they're they're at the end of like a hallway kind of it's like a room with a you know with a end wall uh-huh. they're there and i am you know there's two small tables uh-huh. and i'm at the second table from them ah okay and no one's in between no, no. Right, yeah. At one point, I moved to the third table from them, but it didn't matter because it was a small room. It echoed, and there were people in the room next, the next room, that I could clearly hear. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I could clearly hear the people next, the that were there. They also used the bathrooms at some point. Yeah. And uh, I heard some of them talking in Icelandic. So they said at points that, you know, they thought I was a foreigner, which I, which I believe. I think they thought I was a foreigner. Uh, the, the MPs that were... Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Which is so funny so because... they felt safe in a way. Yeah, yeah. Or, you know, I was just a bit in, invisible, but... Uh, I, oh, oh, yeah, I was, I was a bit invisible because I was just... The woman with the uh, fiery red mohawk <laughs> sitting two, two tables from them. That is so bizarre. <laughs> uh, anyway, <laughs> when you think about it, I, uh, they, I should have actually stuck out a bit. Yeah. But anyway, I and probably was... to most other people you do it, with fiery red hair. <laughs> so. Yeah, I, I, I usually have fiery red hair or some color. I can't at the moment because my disease is... You know, I have something wrong with my scalp. Yeah. Anyway, but yeah. So and then they, you know, they thought they they said I was like disguising that I was a tourist. Uh, which, <laughs> it's which, is, uh, but the reason is that I had, so I had a coffee date. Then I stopped at uh, the remembrance of, for trans people for yeah. me, and then I went. I was going to, to a rehearsal for a theatrical space evening thing that I I took part in in those days. Okay. I was the uh, the card uh, like what? ticket. Person. No, 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 no. I, I I read the cards, the tarot. Oh, oh, oh okay, yeah, yeah. yeah I understand. Yeah. Okay. I was that person in kind of, You go into an environment and you you're yeah. like taken into it. Nice. And we were just like meeting because we we would meet and just like be our characters and talk to each other and it's and gonna be like yes, you and me are cahooting about this and yeah. you just kind of thing like that. Yeah. And but it was too early to go there, and it was a really kind of a. It's a bit of a loud area, so I decided to go to this place instead. Yeah, okay. So that's why I was there. Um, and, yeah, so I re- I recorded and recorded and recorded. <laughs> and uh, according to, you know, it's just like, you know, you sit there and it just becomes worse and worse. And you're like, okay, I'm not going to stop. <laughs> was, was your, like, was you do, were you doing it with your phone? Uh, yeah, it was yeah. my phone. Yeah, it was literally just like sitting on the table. Or... Yeah, just I. The, the only <laughs> I told my friend, you know, do you want? To, I'll t- I'll give you a lesson in recording uh, from th- from a distance. Yeah, you take your phone and you put your headphones in like you're having have them mm-hmm. having them in. You just don't pull them in. Right, and then you take your t- take your phone and you take the part that uh, is downwards. Yeah, and point it at. 
whatever you want to record. record. Yeah. And try not to move a lot around, right around that area. And that's what you do. That worked perfectly <laughs> in your case, for sure. Perfectly. And and I really do think that, you know, it's also, it. they were incredibly loud. Yeah. And I mean, they they were, there, was, uh, there was like a horribly, you know, the, I just felt like this big space of like entitlement. Yeah, absolutely. That's what it sounds like, for sure. Especially if you're in a place where other people are and you're just saying these things as if it, there's nothing wrong with what yeah. you're saying. I mean, I would... It, Right after I became a little bit known after this, me and my friend Sanna, who's a politician. Yeah, yeah, I know Sanna. <laughs> and I know uh, of her, I should say. Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> anyway, and uh, yes, the first uh, first uh, woman of color in uh, the Icelandic in 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 Reykjavik city hall uh, as a as a as a what what do you call what do you call them city Councillors or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Councilwoman, if you councilwoman, council person, yeah. if you want to say that. And uh, and the youngest one too. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. She's incredibly smart and cool, and you know she is the AOC of Iceland. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, and uh, I mean, after this, we were like, "I will meet at your place," because we would want to be, you know, saying, you know, oh, and this one, he's very cute. And, uh, you know, or she would be like, want to tell me about like, oh, and, you know, I'm talking about talking to this guy and I don't know what I want to, you know, if mm. I want to talk to him and stuff. And we were aware that if we have that conversation at a coffee house or a bar or whatever, we would, you know, not be maybe recorded or whatever. But overheard. Just, yeah, it just wouldn't be. Like she was saying, like, I don't want people to witness me being like uncounselwomanly, mm. you know. Yeah, kind you're of, a public you know. figure and now yeah. you've taken on this, you know, yeah. the responsibilities that come with that, which include when yeah. you're on public, even if it, it's annoying that, you know, you want to have your own private life. Yeah. It's still unfortunately on display. And I, I, and I mean, me too. I, I, I don't want to, uh, well, I did, you know, I, I kind of don't care right now. Mm-hmm. But while this was happening, I, f- I knew it was important that I wasn't just like a total asshole that could be just swept away. Because mm-hmm. people were going to f- try and find reasons to be like, to discount you, right? Like, that's of course they A were. part of it, in a way, yeah. is like to try and villainize you. And for the people that don't know what all of this is about, <laughs> because we haven't said it yet... Mm-hmm. Uh, I recorded this, and then I put the sent the recording to three Icelandic newspapers. Mm-hmm. They started reporting, and I thought they would just record about. Uh, so at the end of this, all of this, they started talking about how one of them had uh, given somebody an ambassadorship. Mm-hmm to distract from the fact that he was also giving an ambassadorship to somebody else. Oh. And how he knew that that would come back to him. Wow. As in he would get an ambassadorship. And then, so it's an exchange, essentially, for yeah. the future. And then they started talking about, like, one of them started talking about, like, yes, and we'll, we'll have this guy, you know, if you want to, you can become, like, assistant... Deputy of the part of the party or something, mm. 
you know, we we can we can you know give you a situation within the party that will be you know will make you you know feel good and yeah stuff. arrange things for you basically yeah and they were just yeah that, then it was like and when they've started i stopped recording when they started repeating themselves <laughs> like within every two minutes and i was like ah oh, yeah yeah and then i stopped they've recording. tapped out on this yeah. <laughs> yeah interesting so this is also kind of like when you think about, I mean, this is a recruitment in essence, like you said, yeah. right? They're literally trying to get these people to come over to their party. And you would think that you'd be more on your best behavior. Well, <laughs> or they I show the I, best of the party, you know? Like, but yeah. No, I think it's like in Iceland, like you said, it's very small. Mm-hmm. And they, I think they were all like a little bit of buddies before. Mm-hmm. And I think it was like, so, I mean, hey, I know you thought you might, like, get ahead in, you know, in politics a little bit by doing this and that, but you should be with us. We're much, like, mm. we're going to get much more out of things. Yeah. Which was, like, the bulk of the conversation was very much about that, how uh, the woman who uh, was in uh, control of their party, uh, the ones that were being lured over how she was just a disabled woman that had, you know, I mean, she's just like, you know, shouting or, and crying at the podium and whatever. She showed emotions at one point. It's a horrible thing. Yeah, especially for women yes. in politics. Yes, it's yes. Never forgotten <laughs> that you've done this and yeah. apparently you can't handle anything after Yeah, that. yeah. Then, yeah. You're, then you're just a wuss. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, okay. In terms of, so you, you get this recording. I, I take it out there. You take it out there. Yeah. And is it going through your mind like, okay, if this, if one of the newspapers, like did any of them respond to you be like, hey, I'm going to. They all responded like, did you, did, did, did you send this somewhere else? Mm. I was like, yes, I sent this to three. I sent this to this one and this one mm-hmm. and that one. Mm-hmm. And, uh. Well, two of them responded straight away. One of them responded a tiny bit later, but better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, basically, I feel better because... <laughs> so the other two, like, cautiously started with the issue of, like, the ambassadorship, but, like, and there were other things and, you know, la, 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 la. Mm-hmm. And then the third one is run by a, you know, very, you know, hard-hitting Icelandic woman. Mm. And she just put... All the rest of it out there. Yeah, okay. She just went like, oh, and by the way, they said that and that. <laughs> and, and you just take the list of the words that you can't say on radio. Yeah. And she just put them in one line. Oh, wow. Kind of, thing. <laughs> kind of you know yeah. what I mean? She just, no gloves. And uh, uh, <laughs> and after that, the other two went like, oh, so we can. Mm, Aha. Interesting. <laughs> kind of they were all afraid. Well, not the, the other two were afraid. Yeah, and then they started like talking about how this was obviously a conspiracy. And this was obviously some party or some company or some group trying mm. to, you know... Or Take so- them down or yeah, something. Yeah, or Soros or whatever. So- <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, I, I heard like... A- Soros behind this, like all of, like everything in America. Soros, yeah, like Soros, Soros. Soros, sorry, is about that. You know, so not not Soros the set no, one, no, but like, you know, Soros the 
big evil man with money. Yeah, I think his name is George Soros. Yeah, yeah. I have no idea. <laughs> I, I just know that you know he, he you know he's a crap you know uh, employer. I haven't got paid paid a, a dime, and I was recording that on like a five year old phone. I mean, fuck. Wow. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. Me and another person. Yeah, it's that like if, it, if that's the conspiracy, <laughs> right? Like me and my me and my friend that is very much into immigration things. She's also been accused of being a part of Soros' plan. And we were thinking we should stop, start a union and, you know, go and get, you know, <laughs> yeah, I so. get repaid, you know. <laughs> it's like, you've been doing a lot of work for free. Yeah. <laughs> okay, and this comes out. Yeah. What is the reaction around the country? It just, it floored the country, I think. It was very, very strange for me to be there because I came out under an alias first. Mm, Okay. For the first week, it was just like this recording was given to us by Marvin, a person that calls himself Marvin 42 Answer. Yeah. (laughs) A quote from the most beautiful, wonderful book in the universe. And... uh, and, uh, and For those a, who don't know, uh, the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. <laughs> and, 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 the, and the cute, cute, uh, you know, because Marvin is, he's the paranoid android. Mm-hmm. And I was very much a paranoid <laughs> person. I thought I was like, I'm going to put this out there. Of course I'm going to put this out there. But, you know, I'd, I'd been an activist before and I could not have not put, in, put it out there. Yeah, I, well, I mean, you were... Courageous in doing it because obviously it exposed you to a mm. lot of criticism and the, the fact that you have this chronic illness. Mm. At the same time, you're doing a public service, right? Like you're doing the public, you're helping basically to uncover the nastiness that unfortunately lives not just within politics, but in very entitled individuals. Yeah. And what it was also was that uh, being somebody that's been in inside the kind of activism world in in Iceland with these things, you say to people, I mean, this is what they think of us. Mm. And people say, no, I mean, it's not like that anymore. Things have changed. You know, Me Too happened, so nothing is, you know, whatever. One of the spokespersons for Me Too in Iceland Mm -hmm. was sitting at that table. (gasps) No! (laughs) So he was... The foreign minister I, at the time I, of I, May too. So he was, it was basically the foreign minister of the country is going to be the guy that it, it was not like he came out and it, it, he just was at the position yeah, that so was he came, called for. Yeah, but, but he backed it and had... Yeah, what, what, and... what it was, there was this thing called the barber shop, oh, okay. which was... Uh, um, or something like that, which was basically men supporting Me Too. Mm-hmm. What men can do, what men say, and men should say to each other, and so on. You know what? And I mean? he was a part of this campaign. He well, he was the Icelandic face of it. Oh wow! And didn't take any of his advice, his own advice, probably. No, no, no. <laughs> he just did the politics, and then you know. Yeah. But yeah, and and that's basically the big thing about this was. I have it on tape that yeah. there are people that are thinking about us like this. 
there are people who are think, saying these things, and they are in government. Yeah. And uh, so... And creating policies. Uh, and, yeah, yeah, because these people, one of them, uh, I didn't realize until later, uh, had probably been at a table where I went for this Icelandic group. Uh, it's a international thing, but our court... Our, it's called PEP, People Experiencing Poverty. Mm-hmm. It's like uh, po- poor people talking about poverty, uh, uh, advocating, you know, for, you know, having, uh, you know, every, you know, the money that governments give out, have it be at the same level, level as the le- lowest wages at least. Yeah, yeah. And stuff like that. To be livable. Yeah. And uh, so uh, I was, uh, I'd been, you know, doing a lot of work like that. And I was at some committee meeting where one of these guys were, and they were, you know, all of them like, yes, yes, that's true, that's true, that's Mm -hmm. true, that's true, yes, yes, yes. And then they go to a pub and go like, oh my God, I think they're going to put like a, some some people on disability in every you know effing mm. you know board around the country. What are we going to do about mm. then? I mean, oh my God, it's going to be horrible. Yeah, you know the sweaty, you know dirty, everyday people that we shouldn't be you know have should shouldn't have to look at. Wow. All of a sudden, sitting you know across from us uh, at our conferences and having power. Ma, mm. having a say. Mm-hmm. <gasps> yeah. Anyway. Okay, and were people calling for these MPs to be removed? Yeah, they would. Everybody wanted them to resign, um, and uh, of course they didn't. Uh, two of them took like a, I think a month, uh, unpaid sabbatical to think about things, but. Like afterwards, I've been, I've been, I I know a little bit more about some of the politics since then. Not that I actually, you know, I have, I have a very slow. Uh, everybody that I know has about maybe what we say twelve hours a day from when you wake up until you go to sleep. Maybe let's say twelve hours just to like round it out. Yeah. Uh, I have uh, three hours of waking up, and then you uh, somewhere between uh, half an hour to four or six six hours, depending on the amount of medicine and uh, what my disease is doing to me that day. Yeah. So uh, it takes me a lot of time to like get read up on things and stuff like that. But yeah, after I've, you know, I've kind of like seen more, you know, how these things are done. Don't remember why I started talking about uh, that I knew more about politics, (laughs) but I'll remember it later. (laughs) (laughs) But in the end, though, they didn't resign. And in essence, they just, some of them just disappeared and then came back. Yeah, yeah, that was it, yeah. So uh, two of them uh, disappeared. For like two weeks or something, not the head head of the party himself though. I kind of realized later that the two that took the vacation 
one of them is known for kind of falling on the sword for, uh, you know, other people. And the other one... Oh, yeah. interesting. Yeah, I kind of saw that from uh, through other things. And the other one uh, was just like, you know, not as... I don't know, the, the, the less value for some people than others. That's basically what we should say. Uh, so the person that really should have uh, taken, like, the fall. <laughs> taken the fall and said something and done something is uh, Sigmundur Butt, like in the Panama Brief incident, which he was also mentioned in mm-hmm. and, and swam away from too. He did not uh, take any uh, responsibility. So there's a week there that I, you know, nobody knows who I am except uh, two newspapers, uh, two two journalists that know that I'm a female. Mm. Because I gave them a phone number. It's really funny. So the summer before uh, my child was <laughs> hanging out with the wrong crowd. Mm. So I bought myself a, a phone number so I could, if something happened, I could call him from a phone number that wasn't mine so he might answer so I, <laughs> so I would have the, so I would have the kind of like, hi, just come home. Aww. I don't care what you did. I just need to know that you're alive and yeah, stuff. Yeah, what a parent will do. Yeah. But, you know, then it never happened and whatever. But then this thing comes up. So I called them from that number. <laughs> I, I, I luckily had this extra phone number in my pocket. Uh, anyway. And so they knew I was a female. And uh, there was uh, the 1st of December that year was uh, a thousand years. There was some big birthday because of the independence of Iceland, something. Mm, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. 1918 is when we were... We, yeah. So, and... Uh, so, there was like a festival downtown, but there was also a protest at the same time mm. because of the thing that happened at Cluster. Yeah. So, at the protest, there are like... There's gay people, there's disabled people, there's fema- female... Uh, you know, feminists and uh, other people. And uh, I was there walking around like some kind of undercover weird thing. It was very, very, very strange. Yeah, to know that you're the one who did this, but nobody knows. Nobody. I mean, there's there was like three people at that time yeah. that knew exactly who I was. Yeah. Two people who knew, who knew that there was a female that wow. had done this. And... Uh, so this was kind of weird, and I mean, I went into the. They had an open house at Althingi Susid, at the con, you know our. And you went to that. Yeah, I went to that, <laughs> and, and and I I I took uh, the hand of uh, of the you know head of parliament and talked to some people that I knew. You know, Iceland. Everybody knows everybody, and uh, you know, felt very you know. There, there was a lot of weird feelings there. Mm-hmm. But then I went out there to see the uh, protest. And I sit there uh, at this, where this big statue is in the middle of the... Uh, uh, there. 
and there's a woman with her child, a, a girl, mm-hmm. in a really, really cute overall with owls on it, and I love owls. Mm. And I'm like, hey, can I take a picture of you because I love the owls? And she says, no. And I said, but can I take take a picture of the outfit? Mm-hmm. She said, yes. <laughs> and I said, it's really good that you know, you know, you, you have your limits and whatever. So I took a picture of that. And I started thinking, like, maybe that thing we did now will uh, make sure that when she's uh, my age or, or, or 20 or something, she won't have to hear about things like this happening right. in her parliament. Yeah. So I got, like, a little bit mushy and Aww. stuff inside. And then I'm walking away, and all of a sudden it just hit me. I was like, I am... Queer disabled female. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's the groups they're talking about. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's weird. So um, that didn't hit you until this. No, festival. no, no, no. Interesting. Okay. I have a video of me walking away from the place yeah. to go to my car because I can't be very off for a very long time at most places. And where I was just like, I just realized. <laughs> <laughs> And then I went to, you know, I had, <laughs> it's really weird, but I had, long before that, I had uh, planned a trip to meet a friend of mine who was studying in Rotterdam because she kind of needed somebody to be there for a few days because, you know, of stuff. And uh, I had decided, yes, I can afford this. And, you know, I, I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure I'm still paying 1800 a month or something for it. But anyway, so I'm not there for a few days, which was really nice. Mm-hmm. And then he calls me, one of the journalists, and he says, you know, I just, I really want to tell people that you're female. Mm. that it's a woman that recorded this Mm -hmm. because of the other things. And I said to him, yeah, well, there's something you don't know. And he's like, what? I am actually a queer disabled female. (laughs) And I, I think I heard, in my mind, I remember him going like, at the the other end of the thing. And he was in London. Somewhere in Britain had uh, friends in Rotterdam, and he's like, "Hey, I'll jump over and come and interview you if wow. I can." And uh, I was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna do that because I had the week before I went uh, to to Rotterdam, mm-hmm. uh, I had been like, you know, I can't go cl- uh, close to cluster. I might meet the person that was working there, mm-hmm. and you know." What day are they going to call me and say, we found your, you know, credit card receipt, you know, and I, I just don't, I, I'm, I'm just not that person. I'm, I'm, I'm loud and uh, I want to talk to everybody about everything and I don't like not telling people just who I am, where, where I am at what point, whatever point. And also on your own terms. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And. And then when the when it added this point where I found the, this realization of the how I embodied the groups they were talking about, it kind of solidified to me that it was really important that that came out 
I was very afraid that it would uh, come out and that it would uh, uh, point the gun at me mm. instead of the discussion about them, mm-hmm. which it did a little bit. Um, I don't know if I should have waited two weeks more or something. Mm. But you, you you don't calculate these things. No. You just do things. I mean, you never know either. Like... Yeah. And uh, and then there was a year of like them trying to sue me. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And uh, telling stories and oh yeah, my it, God. It gets, Okay. So let's. So before we get into how everything unfolded that year, do you mind sharing a bit about your chronic disease, what it's called, and then go into how this incident and deciding to come out as who you are, meaning your identity, mm-hmm. affected your health and your life. So, yeah, the disease I have is called Bichette's. Bichette's, okay. And it's, uh, well, I say Bichette's. There's like 30 ways it's it's uh, pronounced. It's a Turkish uh, name, okay. surname of the doctor that, uh, you know, named the disease yeah. or that did most of the whatever. And uh, it's an autoimmune arthritis disease uh, based on mainly... Uh, vasculitis, which is basically uh, every vein, or you know, it you know it can be the like little ones you know in your skin. Yeah. It can be the big one at the lungs. It can be anywhere blood flows. Uh, my body can decide all of a sudden that there is something horribly wrong, start swelling, mm. and. I get sick because of that. So I have gotten uh, fake meningitis. I have fake meningitis. So your body is making you think all the all the symptoms because my because something swelled in my brain. uh, But they find no virus virus at all. The reason they they stopped testing me was because they found white blood cells in my spinal fluid. So they're like. Oh, so your body is attacking something, and there's no viruses, so it's your disease doing that. Wow. So we don't have to work against it, we just have to wait until you're, you know. So basically, if, you know, if I have a scratch, my body sometimes decides that I've lost an arm. Wow. (laughs) uh, Or like I just, you know, randomly I wake up blind or whatever. It's just a very, very, very weird disease. Yeah. It's uh, often said that it's uh, uh, there's like this poster that I've seen very often that says Bichette's is like having uh, arthritis, uh, MS, Crohn's disease, lupus, and uh, fibromyalgia in one disease. Aye, aye, aye. Yeah, all these. Horrible, yeah, because in terms it, of it, really it, it behaves things. like lupus, yeah. as in like just coming and going, you know, yeah. but based on on like stress too. But it, yeah, it just depends on where the veins swell, swell up. So if I get this swelling in my joints, it's arthritis. Mm. If I get this, this swelling in my eyes, I have eye problems. Mm. One of the uh, one of the them uh, is very dangerous and can get you blind. So every time anything happens to you in my eyes, they have to go like research, research, and basically almost 
every time I go to the doctor, it's like, oh, we just did like, in, you know, all the tests in the world and we can't find anything. So it's your best yet. Mm. So, which is like it's an really incredibly, scary. it's incredibly boring too. <laughs> because you're like, can't you just find something? Give me a pill and it's going to be gone. Yeah. Uh, it's very, very annoying because when you meet, if you meet anybody that isn't uh, like on the money and like really actually reads about the disease, it just, it looks like you're just faking stuff. Yeah. Oh, wow. Almost like a hypochondriac or something. Yeah. Mm. I, I mean, I, 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 first I went through the like whole Icelandic psych system. Mm. Until I ended up in the hospital with like, you know, pustules on my back and like a full body infection and stuff. And they were like, hmm, not a bit too much to be psychosomatic. Like, okay, maybe we believe you. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I mean, I was of, I mean, I am a female and and I'm overweight a little bit. And, you know, I used to smoke Mm -hmm. and somebody had at some point put, depression in my in my you know because it uh, it looked fibromyalgia and pain and low pain yeah uh, ha- behaves the same way as depression i mean depression your brain says i can't get out of bed right. uh, fibromyalgia your body says i can't get out of bed mm. it looks the same and if you don't realize that it's real pain because it's kind of like sometimes it's just like uh, it just feels like just tiredness instead yeah. of pain and stuff. It's easily, you know, misdiagnosed. And it's a very rare disease. It's like one in every 100,000, I think, that has it most, uh, you know, at most. And uh, um, it's uh, becoming more common in the East, in the West, but it used to be just in the East. So like in or at East or around Turkey, it's called the Silk Route. Mm. And uh, so... It's it's also just 10 years ago that it was admitted that it was also happening to people that weren't, like, blood-related that way. Ah, okay. So, so that, it's opened up the possibilities for people. Yeah, so it's, so it's, it's uh, you know, it was even harder for people to think, like, maybe it's this. And, and is it, there anyone in your family who has something similar or has had any issues? Like uh, all of my family has some arthritis disease. Okay. And basically, it's a weird things. One doctor told me he said you're you, you're you're born with a tendency for a for a, a, a an arthritis disease. Is it like a genetic disease. marker or something that you have? Yeah, you have. There's something in your system that is uh, sensitive to arthritis diseases, mm-hmm. and then it just depends on what genes are activated, what arthritis disease mm. you get. And uh, so you were bound to have some type of arthritis. Yeah, it could have been like you know just a slight thing in my in my joints, but it ended up being this. Uh, one of my sisters has Schuchner syndrome, which is uh, another one, and you know it's just it's just that. Uh, so anyway, basically, if I do something, I always have to think about why you know uh, about the rest of my day or my week or anything because uh, I can't predict my uh, how I will feel at any any given day Mm -hmm. Uh, but I can sometimes like uh, 
be incredibly methodical with painkillers and other things to be at the best point possible mm-hmm. when I wake up on a certain day. So it could possibly be incredibly almost possible that I can do that thing. Yeah. <laughs> do you feel like the Icelandic health system, after they figured out what was going on, has been helpful and supportive of making sure you get what you need? Uh, now that I have good doctors, mm. I ha- I was unlucky with a few doctors, and it's very easy to be unlucky with doctors when you have a, a disease that nobody knows anything about and doesn't fit, because I'm, it's not really arthritis, and it's not really autoimmune, and it's not really uh, like digestion disease, and it's not really a neuro- neurological system, uh, problem. No, but it's all of those. Mm. So you fit, you tick like a lot of boxes and you don't fit any of them all the way. So it makes it really hard to uh, uh, do something, you know, conclusive. I used to watch House and go like, mm-hmm. oh, you want to meet that team? <laughs> I used to love House too. <laughs> I, I used to, I, I have re- memories of lying in hospital watching House and going like, Damn it, I want that. Yeah. And, uh, but, you know, every Bechette's patient has, there's nine special, specialists that you need to have on your team. Mm. So, uh, because you can also, like, get swellings in your brain, which can come out in, like, that can create depression and all mm. sorts of things. And there's also you have to have a neurological one. You have to have to have a have a eye doctor and everything. So, I mean, people have tried, and uh, people some people have failed because they weren't really good at what they were doing, and some people have failed because they didn't care, and some people have failed because this isn't a very well researched disease. And every patient that has this disease is kind of a guinea pig. Mm. You just have to like fiddle your way through. Yeah. So basically, I was there for a year. Like, you know, things had to go on, and I had to be okay. And uh, I've seen it. I see it more and more. How this has made me sicker than I was before this mm. happened. Um, and was it progressive or was it like very immediate, especially after the media it, it, came out? It, it peaked somewhere in May. Okay. So this when, happened like in December is when it came out that it was you. Is yeah. That right? Yeah. Okay. In May, there was this pressure point where uh, Person event, which is like data protection agency or something of Iceland, mm-hmm. personal data pr- protection agency of Iceland was coming out with like a verdict on uh, if this was... Uh, uh, if this was an invasion of, if, if, if it was legal, if, if it was a public space or not, basically, mm. kind of thing. And they came out with uh, the result that uh, this hadn't been, uh, that this was a public place, but the length of the recording made it uh, ele- electronic surveillance. What? Which is, I think they were trying to kind of like make both people, people happy. happy 
and not and only thing they said is I had to re, you know delete the file from my phone, which is quite funny because it's uh, on a drive in on the internet. <laughs> it's like on a Google Drive on the internet, yeah. uh, connected to an email that I don't know how to get into anymore, and there's like. First, there were maybe three people with this link, but I keep meeting people that are like, yeah, somebody gave it to me. <laughs> so uh, it's kind of like, you know, I don't know. <laughs> it's 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 very antiquated way of dealing with data. Yeah. But doesn't matter. I did like a, you know, really, really cool thing. <laughs> I had like a, I had a, a Pauramutabrenner. Auramutabrenna uh, is the Icelandic word for, you know, the annual burning away of the year. Mm-hmm. And my name is Paura, and Auramutabrenna, and Pauramutabrenna. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so. Good plan words, for sure. Yeah. So, what I did basically was I went for, I went to uh, uh, this this uh, bar that I, it's really good friends of mine that run it, Goykurin, downtown. Mm-hmm. Which is also is a place where it's very inclusive. Yeah, they 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 have a rule, you know. Don't be an asshole. Yeah, that's essentially what they says, like in the bar, I think too. You, you, like... you walk in, there's a sign that yeah. says, "We don't care who you are. Don't be an asshole." Mm-hmm. And be respectful uh, of all these different types yeah, of people. Yeah, because space, you know, yeah. And and they're it's working awesome. on getting a elevator for disabled people. It's just taking nice. a lot of things, and they have like non-gendered. Uh, bathrooms, bathrooms yeah. and all of that. I've been there for uh, Vegan Nice to eat at Vegan Nice. Oh, yeah. oh the Which best I miss vegan so in Iceland. I miss it. Yeah. I, I hope they're coming back soon. <laughs> yeah, I think Yum is open sometimes now, which is the other, other yeah, is favorite. Good. I like Vegan Blizzard. We're going totally off topic. Okay. But yeah. I miss Vegan Nice. Uh, what I like is that <laughs> both of those people, I, I like their food, but I like them also, because I know they're like totally, uh, like on the they're they're not there because of the business. Mm-hmm. They're there because they want there to be yummy, good food that people want to eat, so they can think like, "Hmm, I could eat like this." Yeah, and exactly. then they go on from there. Exactly. Anyway, doesn't matter. Uh, so I had this thing there, and I had my attorney <laughs> record me. Uh, deleting the files, <laughs> but 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 what we did was my friend is a burlesque dancer, yeah, and she has these fans that if you throw them around they look like fire. Okay, and so she was behind me making like fire stuff, and I was like very dramatically dressed. <laughs> this is your theatrical side coming out, isn't it? Oh, so oh, <laughs> uh, this was this was this was. And, Endlessly fun. And then we played Carmine, Carmina Burana, like... <laughs> while I very dramatically pressed to delete on each file. People could see me deleting the files in rhythm with the, <laughs> with the music. <laughs> and then people could come up and like freely say something. And, uh, and uh, it was just like... Oh, you know, that because is probably the most fun thing I've heard for just deleting files off your phone. <laughs> it just felt so ridiculous. I wanted to do something ridiculous yeah. about it. But the thing was that I, just before that, I, you know, I, things just like bodily and, and, uh, and you know, everything just crushed a bit. 
and mm-hmm. I had to have people talk for me when the that word came out. Yeah. Uh, and uh, we were so happy. We were so lucky that my wife had gotten uh, a trip to London uh, as a birthday gift, and we just went there while the discussion about that was. And so my friends <laughs> talked, answered for me. While I was there, and then I came home, and and I was a little bit better, and and uh, we did the bottom of the brenna. But yeah, it has slowly just it it has done a lot lot to to me, and and the like last November I became uh, more more ill, and I'm mm. I've been doing this year kind of like. Uh, very, very. It's been very hard because COVID has taken away a lot of uh, resources that I had like free access to. Yeah. I mean, I don't get my physical therapy. There's oh, uh, no. there's a waiting list at everything yeah. that you, you have to be at, and uh, so things that were already maybe something that you had to have a waiting list to get into are now like even more. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, I mean, I'm getting some results like yesterday or something. I got some results, but they're not like results. They were just like, oh, we have to uh, take this away. And then there's like three things that we're going to try. It could take about a year to find out what's the best thing to do now about this. Mm. So, you know, but I can see, I can really well see that. But it's also done like uh, incredible things for me uh, regarding just making me more sure about who I am and what I am. And uh, I mean, I, I, I decided to attempt art, which is something I've always wanted to do. And I've d- done uh, now three uh, like happenings, installations, thingies. Mm-hmm that have been quite successful, if I say so myself. Mm-hmm. So you're blending your activism and your yeah, art yeah. together. Basically, I am using myself as a specimen of a person in our system. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's, I mean, it's activism about, like, invisible di- di- disease, about rare disease, about... Being, dis, you know, disability rights. Mm-hmm. There's like, there's so many levels that touch each other inside of these things. Yeah, I think the one that I heard about was this is not a show. Is that right? Uh, that's that's the one. That's the last one. Yeah. The last one. Okay. Yeah. So what? What? Why? It's so funny to have like I'm gonna have a show, but this is not a show. That's what it's titled. <laughs> so what was that so. About? so uh, Basically, this is not a show. Is uh, because there was supposed to be another show. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. But then, uh, you know, health happened, and then yeah. COVID happened, and then the world I went see. to fuck, and yeah. then, and then, and then. Yeah. So this is not a show. Is basically a little bit. It's, um, yeah, it's kind of like, sorry, this isn't the show. Mm, okay. But actually what I what I really want you to do is I, I'll give you um, 
I'll give your listeners mm-hmm. uh, uh, a text that you'll put into the text of this pod- podcast. Yeah. And they can, uh, because the, the show is online, and if they pay whatever they want, they can go and see the show because it, mm. it doesn't really... It doesn't really translate very well to explain it. Okay, yeah, you have to see it. It is very much a, uh, yeah, visual experience, basically. Yeah. Okay. And 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 uh, for you people to know, that at the beginning, it's just because it's a live shot. There's like a a, a little bit of a of a pi- picture that is there for a while until the video started. Like a live stream that you did. Live stream. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, people pay $20 to go in there. You don't have to pay $20. You can pay $1 or, or like 6000 I don't care. I just, uh, you know, you can go in and see this show because it's it's incredibly important. And, and it I, gives some insight into... Yeah, and I, yeah. I think it might be the most important thing I've ever done. Wow, okay. Well, that's... Uh, a big thing to say, considering that you've yeah. uh, exposed him. <laughs> but, but at the same time, it's like your notoriety for being a whistleblower, mm-hmm. in essence, gave you the opportunity to fuel yeah, people, I mean, like, you know, fuel your passion for art and what your message is, which is mm-hmm. really to bring awareness and educate people about yeah. people who are disabled, have chronic illness, things like that. My disease and, and all of this yeah. and poverty and, and po- all of yeah. these things that kind of follow uh, and the voicelessness of, mm. of these people too. Because uh, uh, one of the things that I've had to confront about myself is that I'm at the situ- I'm, I'm at a place where there have been people that have been saying like, hey, you know, why don't you just, you know, uh, do politics? Why don't you just go? Mm, I mean, you know, come on. If you, do you really want to be stressed out? <laughs> right? No, like, no I mean, like... I mean, why, why, why don't you just go and, you know, be one of the political parties and whatever? Yeah. And, uh, I mean, I can't guarantee that I can attend a meeting at a certain, certain point. I would have an assistant. I would have a extra person, whatever. Uh, and I kind of really, really want to be in the situation of being the person that could, uh, you know, give the voice of the people that never... I mean, we are just stuck in our room alone. Mm. Uh, we can't get to the protest because we're t- too sick. We can't, uh, we can't uh, like, do a... You know, it's not like we're going to, like, every... Disabled person is not going to work today. Oh, we already don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I can't. I can't. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's like I, you can't bring that. Yeah. Yeah, and all of that. And and I just had have kind of like had to acknowledge the fact that I probably could not, even if I do have a lot to say and I knew I'd be, no, I'd be a really good person at this. Uh, I could not... Uh, fulfill my duties as a parliamentarian or whatever at my energy level. And that's basically, it says that there is a huge group of people, I'm not alone in this, mm-hmm. that never, ever has a say. Mm. And no you, representation. You you never hear them. Mm. You never see them. You might meet them 
and then they've just like dragged themselves up to meet you for twenty mm. minutes and leave. I mean, I do have better days. I'm not. I'm not. You know, it's not. You know, wallowing in 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 grief every day, but it just it hit me a bit that I was going like, but if I did this, but if I did this, but if I did this, but then I just ended up with like, no, I do not think that I could. I, I I would have to have so much good assistance, mm-hmm. and uh, I would have to like uh, know that I could count on it. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, then you know, there's things like you know, trusting yourself to be able to you know, y- you've been beaten down the whole year. You know, the years that you've been <laughs> disabled, everybody's told you you're not worth anything. Mm. Uh, so are they literally saying that, or is this how you're feeling based off of? The, the it's the microaggressions it's, and it's it's the microaggressions, but it's also like, hi, what are you What are you doing? Yeah, first question you get from every person actually. Like literally, what's your hello? Job? What do you do? Yeah, what do you do for a living? Mm-hmm. And what do you say? Oh, I'm disabled. Or you say, oh, I you know I'm at home with my children. Some people say like, oh, I write books because they've. They're like slowly writing a book. Yeah. And there's been a very, very effective, uh, you know, kind of talk about uh, Icelandic, in Iceland, about disabled people and, and stuff like that. There was, <laughs> uh, I don't remember how many years ago, but there was this uh, number given up about how much Disabled people were swindling of, you know, how many of the disabled people were, you know, were just, you know, swindlers. Wow. (laughs) uh, Like some years ago. And it was a number and it was a substantial number. And even when that was going on, I was going like, okay, so first of all, if they went through all the, you know, freaking loops and paperwork and whatever to get to there... They did a full job and they should get paid. (laughs) (laughs) Second of all, you know, all of us, if all of these people, you know, did some, you know, were were swindling the system, uh, they wouldn't reach one of the person that is uh, swindling from taxes that is like a rich person. Yeah. But anyway, so uh, like tax evasion, you know, all of that. Mm -hmm. So... Uh, a few years ago, it came out where this number came from. Mm. And this number is, so there was a, a Danish group that basically went to, I, if I remember correctly, they went to a shopping mall and they asked people, what do, how, how much do you think is getting swindled Wait, from the what? system? Yes. So these are people's opinions? Yeah. And then they took that number and they published it. And then the Icelandic people, government, took that and put it like in, you know, since Danish people are this many and we are this many. In proportion? Yeah. Wow. That is the least scientific answer. I was was not expecting that. Okay. No, no, no. (laughs) So that's how they calculated what was probable probable in terms of, of... That is so dumb. Yeah. I'm sorry. And, I know. And, and the fact and that it's, someone it's, it's so pu- done. published this and had people then potentially attacking 
disabled people and or are questioning the yeah. validity of the, of your status and mm-hmm. and yeah. for a person like me with what you call invisible disease i mean i can sit here talking to you mm-hmm. and uh, you know i mean i might look a little bit tired and you're like oh it's late in the evening or whatever but uh i you know I have taken a lot of painkillers to come here, yeah. and I'm Which still. I appreciate you coming, by the way. <laughs> but and I'm still in more pain than you would go out of bed in. Yeah. So, uh, but you can't see it because it's not be. You know, people are always saying like, "Oh, she's just faking being sick." No, 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 no. I'm really good at faking being well mm. or appearing. Yeah. Well, right. Like I'm incredibly good at acting well. Yeah. Because, you know, you can't really, you don't always want to be talking about these things. Uh, although I do try to talk, try to not be the person that isn't always talking about it because somebody needs to be it. Uh, I don't really know how to be ashamed of things. So I, <laughs> I just... <laughs> it's so, a very good quality to have, actually. Yeah, yeah. So, oh, well, so I'll It's be- also helpful that you're a good person because otherwise... <sighs> Then, if you were like shameless with like being yeah, and doing yeah. terrible things, yeah, that's not so good. Yeah, I'm I'm a good person now. I'm, I've been a, you know, <laughs> I, I've been an idiot through my life. Everybody's been an idiot. At yeah, that times. is true. That is true. Uh, and uh, but basically, you know, I, uh, <laughs> I, you know, like with the nudity thingy that I told you about earlier. So uh, last fall. Uh, I get word of mouth that through Snapchat there's there's being shared pictures. There's supposed to be nude pictures of me. What? Yes, and, <laughs> and, and that some people are sharing these pictures and uh, with the words like, "This, you know, this is what you get for a cloister." <gasps> wow. Anyway, so I hear this, and my first reaction is like, "Oh, well, if they're old." When they were, if they're old, then they're from before I was 25, because I don't remember. I was really fit. They're f- probably fine. <laughs> and, and, like, if they're new, uh, like, I don't think anybody really wants to watch that. Aww. So I don't really I don't really care about that either. You know, what if they're new, somebody took a picture of me when I, you know, couldn't be bothered to put us put something on and got myself coffee from the, from from the kitchen. And it's not which means pre- someone was in your window. right? Like <laughs> yeah. And also, like, I have a tendency to, like, forget putting on clothes and there's windows. Yes. Yeah. See, you know, if you want to see me naked, it wouldn't take you a long time. You know, that's doesn't matter. Anyway, uh, so I wasn't that stressed out about it because I was like, I don't care, you know, it's just going to be like my saggy tits, you know. <laughs> After, you know, I, I'm totally out of shape. I'm not a sick person. I'm totally out of sh- shape. I have had a child. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, I'd probably be the moldiest you could find. Oh, if, stop. If, if, <laughs> no, if you're taking this picture, I'm in the mor- morning going like, I want to, you know, I'm going to get myself coffee. You know, I'm not going to be at my best. Right, yeah. There's, there is no, these pictures are not me, you know, at doing best, something yeah. sick, sexy at this time, point, <laughs> time in, of, in, you know. And then uh, somebody, uh, then I, all of a sudden I remembered like, ah, damn it. A lot of my friends that have like red hair and short sides, short side hair and yeah. are a bit chubby and have glasses have just been like, oh, you're Baura. 
everywhere. Ah. So it's like, so it's like, oh damn it, it could be somebody I know. Mm-hmm. So I asked around and got the picture sent. Yeah. And I look at them and I'm like, yeah, if you look at this picture for one second, these pictures for one second, this is me. If you look at it for two seconds, it isn't me. Mm. Uh, also, I mean, uh, they, these were just pictures of uh, a woman, you know, being a bit sexy. And I mean, you could see vag- a little bit of vagina with a piercing that I don't have. Uh, and, <laughs> this is a case I was wondering. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and like one picture where she has a dildo in some place and mm. you know it's it wasn't really that much you know it's you know probably someone sent it to their significant other or, or whatever it's taken from a icelandic no from a not icelandic site but it's taken from a site that is like a dating site thingy mm. that is a lot of fetish people around okay there. Right. so it's uh like uh you know Somebody, anyway. So I and I'm I'm looking at this and I'm going like, she looks very familiar though. Mm. So I sent it to uh, my friend who happens to be uh, the president of the Icelandic BDSM community. Okay. Uh, and uh, because I was going like, you know, this looks. There were things there that looked like fetish thingies, and I said, I was like, if anybody knows, he knows. And he looks at it, and he's like, no, I don't know. And uh, then I sent it to a friend of mine that is, like, really, you know, out there type. Uh, I'm out there, but she's more out there. Yeah. Which is saying much. No, (laughs) just kidding. (laughs) And uh, she's like, oh, my God. And I'm like, what? And then she tells me who it is. And it's a woman. So this is in fall. And it's a woman that... Died in April. Oh, wow. And this is 2019, April. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, April, March or something. And I st- and my heart just sank because mm. I went like, oh, my God. Her family could see this. Yeah. This could pop up. That's so sad. So, you know, I don't know how to be ashamed about myself, but... Yeah. I wouldn't have want that to happen about other people yeah. kind of thing. So I'm the person that, you know, if you want me to jump naked from somewhere, I'll do it. No problem. If if you are at a birthday somewhere and your presenter hasn't arrived, you go like, Paula, can you introduce the acts? Yes, I'll go up there. I'll be silly and, and you know you know, mess it all up, but it's going to be fine because yeah. people are going to be laughing with me at me. You know, I... That's the thing that I is kind of like me, and I feel that I can use that to be very, very too open about my situation mm. uh, for the people that either don't have the energy or the time or the daring to do so. Mm. And I've heard from the beginning of this I've heard that from people who are like me in similar situation that it's really that it's really made them feel good that somebody said something about the situation mm-hmm. I mean there are people in Iceland with similar diseases or the same diseases that don't dare tell anybody mm. because they're afraid they won't get hired for jobs right. 
and uh, or they are afraid of the stigma or they're afraid that you know people will look at them differently and be like oh dear oh dear you know there's all sorts of things and uh, you know i am a bit of a, a you know court clown you know kind of thing <laughs> and uh, and i've always had like a very deep sense of wanting to you know right wrongs uh, I, st- I didn't know enough when I was younger I I, I mean I, I when I was younger I was like you know we're gonna fight this person and it turns out it wasn't something you should fight about you know mm. uh, you know and then you grow up and you know a little bit more about the world but you know I I argued with a guy in with a with a kid in when we, I was three years old about the fact that we, you know, women and, uh, well, him and me had the same kind of breasts. <laughs> and when, Which probably at the time he did, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and he said no, and I was wearing like an overall, and I took it all off and to show him. <laughs> it was really complicated. And then everybody was called into the, you know, into the kindergarten, and they had to go out and find me because I was naked in some shed, like, see... These my nipples, these your nipples, they're the same. <laughs> it's just like I started there. Not not your typical three-year-old conversation. <laughs> but yeah, so, so yeah, I've, I've always been this kind of person. I mean, this has opened possibilities for me. Yeah. I would have never done the art thing. I was always on my way to do it. Yeah. Never had the energy, never had the, like, push, never had the access to help that Mm. I have now. And uh, my friend went like, hey, I had this art festival this summer. You have had, like, three great ideas for, like, happenings. I want you to do one of them now. Mm. Everybody knows who you are now, and you're going to do it now. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay. And one of them involved me... uh, being in bed for three days. Mm. Basically, what I did was I made like a cage that was the size of my room. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I basically was just letting people be sick with me. And I was on live cam and uh, my there was like all sorts of bills and details and annoying things around me, around the cage. And I didn't talk to anybody except through social media. Mm-hmm. And uh, just, you know, it, it was about... And I had, like, this person who was there, like, like a minder. Like, no, 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 no. Don't feed the invalid. Mm. I called it invalid mm. uh, because it was like uh, I was an invalid, but I'm also invalid. Yeah. And uh, there, there's, like, a you know, layers upon layers with that. Just that act. Mm-hmm. And I got, a, you know, it's my first art piece and I got an award from the festival. Congratulations. Like, punch in the face f- award for that year. Yeah. And I almost got it this year, but uh, a friend of mine, Sintri, did like an epic thing, which is like, I was, I was going like, you know, I had no, uh, no doubt that he was going to take that prize. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they would have the same prices the next year or whatever, but I was like, when I saw his his thing, I was like, oh, if there's still a punch in the face of her, he's going to get that, <laughs> which he did. Yeah, nice. But, yeah, so it started me 
on like, yeah, I can do this. And uh, then I did another one that was really well done. And then I did this one this summer. And now I'm doing, um, uh, I'm uh, one of the people, there were two, two of us, uh, what's it called? Being Thaftarstjörnandi. Um, we have a online Facebook TV show made through Zoom, mm. interviewing interviewing people. Mm-hmm. And there's two of us that are doing it. It's called Örgjaradið. And uh, it's like disabled people talking to disabled people or about disabled people in, you know, our, our issues. Mm-hmm. And uh, I also have... A, site that's called Hjálparhönd, which means helping hand, mm-hmm. where I'm uh, trying to give people a nameless way to ask for help. And then I, 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 I'm just like the face of the group. So mm-hmm. people send in like, hi, you know, I am a mother of two, this, you know, I'm this old and, uh, you know, my situation is this, and we have 12,000 kroners to live for the rest of the month. Mm. And then people donate, or like they give uh, gift cards, or they give... Uh, I mean, I've gotten clothes, gift cards, uh, straight-up money, or people have like uh, said, like, hey, can I just like adopt this person, and, mm. you know, whatever. And uh, That's awesome. It's really, really fun and awesome because I've so often been in this situation. Mm-hmm. I wrote a, I wrote some articles about it that are, you know, quite relevant uh, to the subject. And uh, I f- it feels really good because every time I give something through that page, I know exactly how the person on the other hand feels because... It might not be saving your situation. You're still like 200,000 in debt. But these 10,000 kroners will take like the petrol and the food for the month, Mm -hmm. for the week. And somebody cared. And uh, it's just a little, little bit of a relief. Might not fix everything, but there is such a, like, there, I just know this feeling of, you know, and like, Okay, now I can just fake to my children that things aren't so horrible and we'll go and have burgers at Metro. Woohoo! Kind of thing. And uh, so it's really, really incredibly nice to be able to be on the other side of that. And uh, it's been going quite well. And I'm really, really proud of how well it's been going. And. it just started in. It started in. Basically, it started because uh, I was almost at that spot in beginning of September. Wow! But then I got to like I got things fixed because if if you're a person like me, you know the car broke down more than I thought it would. Mm. So then we had we haven't you know we're 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 getting through that we're trying to you know i'm rolling things on but i think it's gonna end on an even keel yeah but so and i what i was thinking like damn it am i going to have to do this one more time like put out a post like hey can anybody help me la 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 mm-hmm. and then i started thinking no i'm not gonna do that as Paura Haldorsdóttir 
it's gonna you know end up in, in some fucking newspaper and uh, my parents are gonna be what how what are you telling everybody about your business <laughs> and now people think that we are not helping you which they are yeah. they are always helping me uh but you know uh they're concentrating a little bit more on my child and grandchild right yeah. now and i want them to do that of course and it just came to me that i was looking at these pages and uh, everybody was you know com- going in there telling their story and you put your soul and you're like bleeding shameful uh, heart that's just you know it's you have nothing left mm-hmm. you're so tired you're so desperate and you're so much like uh and you have to take uh, the extra step of like going here i am this person with this profile on facebook mm-hmm. in tiny in tiny iceland where everybody knows everybody and i need money for this and that and whatever and i just remember that i'd been a part of this group hjalparhand uh, just like helping with being an admin and it died because there was nobody doing anything yeah So I just like asked the other admin, like, can't I just revive this? Mm. And it it and I did, and it, and and it it's been going quite nicely. First month we took in, I think around hundred thousand kroners that went just just money wow. that went on, and on on top of that there were things like you know uh, you know clothes being given, food being given. Uh, and all sorts of things. That's awesome. And uh, I mean, it's the seventeenth, and I think we've probably broken mm. that line now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's a. Uh, I don't know. I wouldn't have the opportunities to do a lot of things that I'm trying to do now if this hadn't hadn't happened. Mm-hmm. And I have my citizenb.org <laughs> that I'm going to have as a blog site and where people can follow me and whatever. But until that, then I'm just like on Facebook as with I have a page Paula Haltostotil is Yeah, and I can put the yeah, yeah, link yeah, in the description for, box. My other question though is yeah. that we never heard mm. what happened with the pictures that came out. Oh, the pictures, yes. Yeah, I, did, I never ended that. Yeah, <laughs> and I was like, this is a cliffhanger for sure. Yeah. <laughs> next, listen to the next one. Ah, yeah. right? oh, just joking. <laughs> No, uh, what happened was, uh, first, I went like, okay, I'm not going to do anything about this. I'm just going to tell everybody. I asked the person that found it for me to send to everybody that she had seen have it, what it was. Mm. And ask them to send it on, you know, that way. So I was like, okay, it's not, you know. And then two months uh, passed, and... I heard about it three times in these two months. Mm. And the third time I was like, this can't, you know, I have to like, no, I have to say something. Mm-hmm. So I did a uh, post on my page about it. Like, you know, I really didn't want to talk about this, but here's the thing and that a lot. Some newspapers picked it up. Some people said I was, you know, doing it for attention. Mm. Yeah, right. I I haven't heard about it being thrown around anymore but i did get it sent <laughs> home to me one day with the so i'm a disabled person and i'm mm-hmm. disabled mother mm-hmm. and there was a picture taken of me and a lot of other disabled women 
in T-shirts that said, I'm a disabled, disabled uh, mother. Mm-hmm. And uh, so somebody sent me in an envelope just before I did my, there's a year, year since cluster happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I take up the first picture, uh, f- f- open it, and the first picture is a picture of me in this T-shirt. And then take the picture, take that picture away, and it's the pictures that had been uh, circling mm. earlier. Uh, I haven't seen or heard of this since. But someone anonymously sent you this. Of course. Uh, weird. Not just cowards. It was supposed no, to. No, weird it, that they felt the need to do this. You know, I, just... I think they were hoping it would rile me or yeah. something because I was doing this conference. I mean, there's just people out there that are, you know, a bit, you know, they're, they're just not all there, I think. Yeah, they're unhappy or something, and yeah. they're trying to. Misery loves company, right? Uh huh. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't going to join, so <laughs> I had another party coming, so. <laughs> <laughs> so the fascinating thing about this uh, cloistered scandal and, and you mm-hmm. blowing the whistle is that, and you'd mentioned this on one of our phone calls, I think, that for Sigmund David, mm-hmm. it comes up <laughs> sometimes in like, comments if he's written you know yeah. or if there's an article about him or something if he nature. breathes people mention <laughs> and does that give you satisfaction yeah it does because for a little while i thought i might have not it might not have had any impact mm. it doesn't give me pleasure as in like ha ha he has to listen to this it gives me pleasure in the in the way it gives me satisfaction that what I said, uh, no, what I sent out there impacted and will always follow them in life until mm. they become the human beings that they should have been at the beginning of this. Mm. The human beings that looked at this and went like, oh, wow, yeah, we've we'd been doing this for such a long time that we kind of didn't just realize that we had gone back to the back, you know, old ways, you know. Oof, we'll never do this again. Or maybe never came out of the old ways. That's yeah, and I mean, I mean, that's they could have like, yeah. they could have just gone like, oh yeah, wow, uh, sorry, it's just like it used to always be like that, and we were drunk, and ah oh, yeah, wow, this was wrong, you know, sorry about this. Yeah, there was none and, of that. And people would have, I mean, that would have been a wind for them, I think. Yeah. Uh, except I think the people that uh, follow their party are more like, uh, you know. Uh, inter, uh, you know, they are more impressed by like you know I stick by my guns kind of thing. Mm. Uh, so that's the reason I've been told they probably went that way with it. Yeah. Okay. It's unfortunate for yeah. many reasons. Regarding other people who are disabled. Yeah. How has that been in terms of reception? For you, if people have reached out to you and been like grateful that you have, are talking about this, obviously in your your activism, your art, and you're a public person, meaning like you're not a you know politician, but you have become public because of this incident. Yeah. So how has that been for you? Um, well, one of the there, there's been these things that are really valuable. Like a uh, few days after I came out in the newspapers, somebody sent me a line on Facebook and said. I just wanted to tell you that, like, 
the day after you came out as the person that did this, I felt proud to be an Örgi, to be an invalid. Aww. And it just, and it hit me that we would never say that we would, be, that we're proud to be hardworking people, you know, living with, you know, working through through our disease, our disease, not like despite of it or like yeah. as like heroes or whatever. But we are working. We are we are we are mothers. We are uh, you know we're loving people. We're helping people. And if we can't do that, we are you know do, doing a full time job of just you know going through each day and making things work. Mm-hmm. We pay our taxes. We buy bread. It goes into the economy. You know, we are uh, valuable parts of the economy. There's a lot of Society, people that... Yeah. yeah, that there's a lot of people that work with helping us too mm-hmm. and so on. Like somebody said, if, you know, all crime stopped, what, the, what would the policy, police do? Mm-hmm. But uh, so it struck me... There, this was probably something I'd never ever have said, heard anybody say. The mother of the woman in, of the little girl in the owl costume, because I told the story about that some, somewhere, uh, said, sent me a line and said, you know, I'm, you know, I just want to tell you that I'm really, really happy that you are going to be somebody I can tell my daughter about. Aww, You're nice. such a good, like... Uh, role model. Role model. Yeah. And, so, you know, so she can hear that, you know, this is how you deal with p- things and that you can stand up and and have, you know, because I did say at the beginning, like, what are they going to do, take away my dog? But, of course, I, you know, I'm I'm at a very, you know volatile situation with health and so on and uh, these are powerful people so but still I don't know I just didn't feel like they could do anything worse than what I've gone through I mean I've I've uh, been told four times at least by doctors that I'm going to die in like the next weeks Whoa. so four times at least I think um, I don't remember how many <laughs> and uh and that you know, things like that are the things. And you know, like this weird thing, I went to this Me Too conference in Iceland, yeah. and uh, talking about not knowing anybody and never recognizing people. There's this really, really well dressed and just like very you know nice looking uh, woman that walks over to me in a, in a beautiful red, red like suit jacket. Just like one of the, you know, well-to-do, well-to, well-to-do, uh, you know, business ladies or whatever. And she's like, oh, hi, you know, I'm such a, you know, I'm, I'm so fangirling over meeting you. I just had to, you know, hold your hand and stuff like that. And I'm like, oh, thank you. And, you know, she's like, can I take a selfie? And I'm like, right, yeah, of course. Uh, you know, because I, I always said, like, I didn't have money for, for you know, Christmas gifts that that year. That's why I did the thingy, so I, so I could give everybody a smile. Yeah. But anyway, and my friend who's there, she's uh, from Geneva or somewhere, mm-hmm. and she's like, 
so, you know, what's your stick? You know, kind of, she's from somewhere else too. That's why she talks like that. Mm -hmm. uh, meaning like, you know, what do you do? And, she, and the woman, you know, turns over to her and says, oh, I'm the first lady of Iceland. <laughs> Eliza. <laughs> and I'm like, I had, you know, I I would have just taken a picture with her like any other person. And it's, it's, it's I mean, she is, I mean, I've met them both in their... They're very likable persons, but uh, I would I I'm, I I just I don't know if I'd sh I would have shown somebody that knew her this picture at some time, and they would go like, "Oh, you took a picture with Eliza, the president, uh, president's wife," and I would be like, "You know, <laughs> oh really?" <laughs> and uh, you know that was uh, that made me really proud, and people that I I look up to you know, coming to me and being, you know, grateful for what I did. You know, it it's really nice when people that you value what they have done, mm -hmm. uh, if they value what you've done, the, it validates you. Right, absolutely. And uh, <laughs> like the first year, uh, uh, first half a year, I would have random, like middle-aged women or men or or young or old or just any type of person, just like go plow through throw through some group, like hi, I have to hold your hand, thank you for what you did, and you know, <laughs> and all of that, and you know, I got so many smiles and so many hugs and so many you know handshakes and so many compliments, and it was really really nice because yeah. uh, to tell you the truth, I was. You know, at the end of my ropes, mm. just before this happened, okay. I just didn't feel like I would ever be able to do anything. I did, wouldn't be able to go to school. I wouldn't be able to work anywhere. And I was feeling very, very, you know, down and out about myself. So <laughs> that was a very wonderful thing to have. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, half the nation just always stopping you somewhere to say something and, and for something great that you did yeah right it's like you don't want to be infamous necessarily <laughs> well i'm infamous and famous yeah that's who you talk to <laughs> okay <laughs> there is a group of people out there that are very very annoyed by by me yeah obviously I, there's always going to be those people for sure at least the six and then yeah. some other and probably in their party or whatever mm. well I have been enjoying this conversation a whole lot. <laughs> and of course, we can go on forever. I've got like, you know, you know we really haven't talked about my grandchildren. <laughs> I mean, we have like, you know, an animal. So no, I'm just I'm too, too. But this uh, is why, though, people can follow you. Yeah. <laughs> so I get all the updates. But before that, though, yeah. before, because um, I will put in the description box, like, whatever, on Instagram, your, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, your soon to be blog, whenever that happens. Mm hmm. But one question I always ask, mm. and it's just part of the show, of course, mm. is what is your favorite Icelandic word or phrase? It's hundslapadriva. Hundslapadriva. Yeah, it's a good one. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, it's, the word basically means uh, dogs, feet, uh, drifting snow. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's the snow that, you know, there's like slow... Uh, wind and there's big flakes of snow that hit your face and it feels like little dog's feet on your face Aww. and I love it because it's such a 
all in it it it, it describes the feeling so perfectly yeah. and i can say it to somebody from you know hawaii and they will understand it even if they have never seen snow <laughs> you know i can explain it to yeah. them in that way i think you've probably actually explained it the best in terms of the feeling wise because mm-hmm. i don't know if i ever really understood that part meaning like it was about the feeling on your face yeah that's that the is, thing it is okay. the you know the like little patterns of of dog feet <laughs> on your face so it's yeah. and i love also that you were so quick with this like you already know your favorite word oh, yeah, yeah it's it's there it's one i mean and my and my favorite english word is tarpaulin it's the it's like this cloth that you put over ships or like on an awning or whatever. Mm. It's uh, it's like uh, it's waxed like, on one side. Oh, uh, we call, we just call it tarp. Yeah, yeah, tarp. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So it's an English word. Yeah. And the reason I love it is because I've heard three English people say it in stories that I love. Mm. None of them say it the same way. And there's just something about the rhythm of it. Okay. And I've always had this wish that I could get like a lot of famous English people to just say that word, for <laughs> you know, like a tiny vid- video, like you know, of of each face, yeah. going, like tarpaulin. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm probably saying it wrong, by the way. <laughs> I've only like I know what you're talking about, but it's funny that it's I might be mixing up this with just tarp. But, I think tarp is a shortening of yeah, tarpaulin. Yeah, probably because that's all I've heard my whole life. So like, yeah. it's really fascinating. But it's to hear like that. a it's it's like rubber or wax on mm-hmm. other side, and it's it's uh, it's a rocket, and you put it over ships or on like it's supposed to cover from water and stuff. Yeah, you know? exactly. Paula, this has been a great conversation. I mean, there's so much that came to light here, of course, especially for a lot of people who weren't aware of the scandal, but also just so many other layers. Mm-hmm. to your life, mm-hmm. to your influence, mm-hmm. and to the action that you're taking. Mm-hmm. And so I'm very grateful that you came to share and that the work that you're doing continuously as you are going through the disease that you have and at the same time being your lively, fun, and caring self. So oh, thank you. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. Thank you for inviting me. I love doing stuff like this. Awesome. And People for people who want to follow you, see your show and everything else, there will be links to that in the show notes at allthingsiceland.com. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.